Welcome to the LYA Podcast. This is a place for authentic discussion for young adults. We want to provide a commentary, backed by God's Word, to help you thrive in your 20-something years. Let's dive into this week's discussion. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the LYA podcast, Liberty Young Adults podcast. My name's David. It's day 900 billion of quarantine. We can't even remember life before quarantine or what it was like, uh, but we do remember that we did this podcast. Uh, and I'm joined today by two people that you guys all know and love. Well, you at least know and love at least one of them, I think. But we are joined today by Chase Sizemore. Hi. And the Gabby Macklemore. Hello. Chase, I feel like you tried to steal Gabby's like brief hello right there just by saying hi. That's my thing. Wait, what what do you mean? I just I just had I just said hi, dude. Uh, I know, but that's like how Gabby always introduces herself just by saying hello. Variety is the Keep spice. It short and sweet. Variety is the spice of life, David. Yeah, but you just stole her thing. <laughs> I don't have variety. I have one thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's saying hello. And I did. I didn't know you could trademark the word hello. <laughs> and you tried to take did. it away. <laughs> okay. Let, do you want to like do that again? That's do you want to? Very loving to try to steal. Right. And, and uh, over here we have Gabby McLemore. Hello. Okay. There we go. Now can we move on? Well, you just made you just it. made her yeah you just made her do it again. <laughs> we should be redoing yours. Well, what do you want me to say? I don't know. I, yeah, come on, man. Say I can't. Up, I can't. I literally can't do all the heavy lifting for this chase. <laughs> I can't do it all. Well, I have to be introduced if you want me to do it again. <laughs> and over here we have the Chase Sizemore. Shalom, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Man, <laughs> how many people just unsubscribed uh, from us after hearing that? I don't know. Only time will tell. Man, uh, no way, to, good way to transition into this one. But uh, Chase, do you want to try to redeem yourself by explaining what we're talking about today? No, I'm good. Gabby, you want to try to redeem us and tell us what we're talking about today? We are talking about legalism. Dun, dun, dun. Legalism. Man, what, is that, what does that even mean? Lawyers. Is that what we're talking about today? Chase, tell us everything about lawyers in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) No. So when we're talking about legalism, we're talking about how legalism in terms of like how it works within Christianity, kind of like the examples we see it in our day-to-day life, things we may see it in the church, and just kind of talk about like the overarching like what it is how it affects us and then what do we do to avoid it so david what are your thoughts starting us off yeah when i think of legalism i just think of you know uh, legalistic in the in the terms of we set these rules you have to follow and adhere to these rules in order to be considered righteous or upright uh so when i think of legalism that's what i think it is it's a, it's a belief system that's founded and based off a set of rules, adhering to those rules, keeping those rules, obeying those rules or laws. I, I guess rules and laws are interchangeable. They kind of mean the same thing. Um, but legalism is uh, definitely a topic that comes up um, from time to time in Christianity because someone somewhere will suggest something and then 
you know, it'll be on some some issue, and one camp will say, wow, that's really legalistic. Like, we don't have to follow and adhere to those rules. And then on the other side, uh, you'll have people say, you know, we should do this. We, we need to do this. It's part of our lifestyle as believers. Uh, we should follow the commands that God has given us in this way when it comes to this area of culture. So when I think of legalism, that's what I think of. Yeah, I think pretty much along the lines of the same thing that you said, Dave. Um, legalism is kind of man's attempts to be holy. It's kind of in essence saying that the Lord's commands and following what scripture has said is not enough and we need to add on um, and we need to follow these extra rules in order to attain that holiness. What do y'all think some good examples of like where we see legalism like the most in terms of like Christianity today? Well, yeah. So, I mean, first, I think you're right. I don't know how many people are talking about legalism outside Christian culture. So, yeah. Uh, but within our culture, um, I think some areas that people are can be pretty legalistic are things like tattoos is a good example. Uh, as Chase looks at his tattoos nervously, all my tattoos. Um, music entertainment, TV shows, movies, concerts, uh, alcohol, you know, even like video games, just even ways that you spend your free time, I think can, is, can sometimes get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot, it's almost like every great issue in the world, uh, turns into this topic of, is this a freedom issue or a legalistic issue or, or what's the the healthy balance in between? What's the healthy medium to try to be in? Um, but those are a few that come to mind. Yeah. I think I would just throw on clothing and like that whole concept of modesty. That's some that I definitely see. Man, now. the classic female voice right there. <laughs> is that yeah. an example of privilege? <laughs> because like I didn't even think about that. <laughs> All right, we won't go there with that no, conversation. <laughs> Let's not. We'll we'll stay there for a while if we do. But yeah, so I mean, here's kind of where I'm at with this thing is, you know, Jesus says in John chapter 8, uh, who I set free is free indeed. Um, and he says, you know, knowing the truth and the truth will set you free. Uh, Paul talks so much about freedom in the spirit, whether you're in Romans or Galatians um, or, or just you know, lots of places in the New Testament. It talks a lot about freedom and not having to adhere uh, to the law. So like something we were talking about before we started recording was just, you know, I think there's a lot of disconnect where people are like, you know, they'll read the Old Testament in their one-year Bible or something, and uh, they're like, man, there's all these like laws and stuff that they have to follow, but then, you know, they flip over and they're in the Gospels, and Jesus is like not following all these rules, and it's like, why are these rules here? And like, why is Paul making a big deal out of this in Romans? And I'm just confused. So people just kind of brush it off and move forward. Uh, But like what Jesus was dealing with in his ministry was in the intertestamental period, which is, you know, the historical period between the Old Testament and the New Testament is the Pharisees, which again, that's kind of a church word. uh, But that just refers to a group of people who are like kind of your religious power brokers, power holders uh, when Jesus was alive. Uh, You know, they had added all these rules. They had added all these extra things on top of uh, the original command. So, like, a great example is, like, the Sabbath. 
yeah. on the Sabbath. That's supposed to be the day that you set aside that you don't do anything uh, that is work or is you know considered work, and you take that time to rest and you reflect on everything that God has done in the past week, and you look forward to the next week by being rested and recharged physically, uh, mentally, and spiritually. Now, what the Pharisees did was they were like, all right, well, now we have to try to define exactly what work is. So you can't walk around outside. You can't do, you know, X amount of things. And they had added... You can't lift up a fig. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How many figs have you lifted lately, Chase? I'd say about two. Oh, you've broken the Sabbath. I didn't. But did I really break the Sabbath? No. If I didn't do it on the Sabbath? Well, we're getting to that. Sorry, I interrupted Dave. Continue. It's it's cool. (laughs) I was just all I can every time someone says figs, all I can think about is fig newtons because I'm like, that's the only medium <laughs> I feel like that we consume figs. Oh, I eat figs straight up. Wait, for guys? real? No. Oh, well, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> if anyway. you guys if you guys eat figs, drop a comment on the Instagram. Don't leave me hanging, please. <laughs> hashtag figs. Yeah, just say hashtag figs. It's also a brand of scrubs. Hashtag figs are life. Oh, that's right. They are a brand of scrubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, continue on with the Pharisees adding on to the Sabbath. Yeah, I started to say I completely forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, so they had just basically added all these laws on, on top of that. So, um, you know, when you add to God's law, like something that Gabby said before this, that's just a, a great way to put it, and I'm about to totally steal her thunder, is, you know, when you add to God's law, you're saying that, like, what God has done is not enough and that we can attain righteousness on our own standing and that we don't need to God, God to do that. And that is, again... It's trying to work to an independence from God when the whole story of Scripture is God trying to draw near to his people in proximity, his presence trying to draw near to us, and that requires uh, certain things, that requires certain standards, but it requires a connecting and and a dependence uh, with God. So that's kind of what comes to mind. Yeah, I think like going, well, going off of that, a lot of, too, when we take, these rules and these commands in the Bible that the Lord has given us and we add on extra laws um, kind of just for ourselves, we are removing the heart of God um, from the law. So the Lord gives us these commands not to burden us and not to make us feel like we have to uphold every single one and to overwhelm us, but he gives them to us out of love to help us show what that abundant life in John 10 that Jesus talks about is and to show us how to grow closer to him in community and to show us how to reflect him. And basically it's for our good and these things will lead us to him and he is our ultimate good. And when we put on all these extra rules on top of the laws that he's given us, it's taking this weight and it's kind of taking the heart of God and making it one that's judgmental and condemning, which is not the heart of God at all. But we tend to look at him that way then because we're like, Lord, why'd you put all these extra laws on us when in reality he didn't? And I think one example of this is, um, Dave was just talking about the Sabbath and when Jesus came, you know, he healed a blind man on the Sabbath and the Pharisees had put on so many extra laws that they actually made healing on the Sabbath illegal unless it was a life or death situation. Um, but in reality, Jesus was restoring the heart of the Lord on the Sabbath, like to see and to be healed is a good thing. And yet the Pharisees had made it something bad because they viewed it as work. But the Lord was coming to restore his kingdom on earth. So it's kind of that dichotomy of we can almost miss out on the purpose of the Lord's laws that he's given us when we put extra ones on them because we miss out on his heart that is for us and that is for healing and that is for restoration. And we almost make him out to be this God of laws and judgment and condemnation. No, that's super, super good. 
I think one thing that's important to kind of clarify too is that there's a big difference between uh, legalism and personal conviction. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, you know, uh, all this is good what we've been talking about, but, you know, how does this kind of work out to uh, for us transitioning to that? You know, how does that work out for your average young adult mm-hmm. uh, in America in 2020? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not sure that, you know, people on the Senate floor are debating, man, when is the Sabbath and what right. can we do on the yeah. Sabbath? Like, yeah. is this filling up our Twitter and Reddit threads, people trying to figure out what day is the Sabbath? I mean, I'm sure there's a subculture out there where this is a hot button topic, but... It's not everyone <laughs> at yeah. all. But yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's a good a good point. And kind of what we already talked about before is like, for us, I think this comes more into picture when it comes to entertainment, uh, I'm going to say tattoos again, just because... Stares at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Um, alcoholic consumption is a big topic where people have yeah. very strong opinions on that. And that's really the key, mm-hmm. is when I say strong opinions, because there are some things in Scripture that are not, you know, black and white. Uh, there is some things that are, are black and white, you know, things like adultery things like murder things yeah. like theft um yeah, do not lie do not steal like yeah. look at the 10 commandments look yeah, at what yeah jesus yeah. says direct yeah. yes and no's yeah um and then there are things that you know it uh they're they're a little more gray in there and i think that that's okay and that god has allowed those things to remain gray because he wants us to use and exercise wisdom to figure out how that applies for our life because everyone who's listening to this right now Man, there's an infinite number of variables that have come together to form the fabric of who you are. Your life experiences, your family unit, um, you know, just the way that you're made. It, you are uniquely you. Um, yeah. So a one size fits all for some things is not going to fit uh, everybody. It's like, what's the old adage? One size fits none. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what God wants us to do is he wants us to look at our lives and say, man, I, I might need to be a little more strict on this area of my life because that's going to lead to human flourishing for me down the road. So you might have a self-imposed restriction on your life because you recognize the need for it uh, so that you have a better net gain down the road. Now, where this becomes legalism is if you decide you, what your conviction is, everyone should follow that, mm-hmm. and it's not black and white. In scripture. Yeah. So like a good example of that would be like for me personally, like when I first uh, recommitted my life to Christ, I was uh, I was drinking a lot slowly. I wouldn't say I was becoming an alcoholic, but I was definitely drinking to the point where I wanted and was trying to get drunk. Um, Re uh, rededicated my life to Christ. And one thing that I had to do for a very long time was completely abstain from alcohol like altogether because I had like no filter like if I started drinking I wasn't going to stop and I knew that so out of my own personal convictions for what God needed for me to do so I could dwell and grow and flourish in a relationship with God was to completely step away from that aspect of my life and that was for a season, I'd say of probably like six months to a year where I didn't touch any alcohol. And then 
once I hit the point where I was much, much, much stronger, there was so much growth that's happened in my life spiritually through the past two, three years from that moment that I've slowly started to where I would have like one drink with a friend when I'm out. I feel like I'm the very controversial one here with tattoos and talking about alcohol on the podcast, but it's all right. We all, we all need one. Yeah. Every podcast needs that. It's me. I'm a controversial <laughs> token. <laughs> I mean, Gabby's controversial because she eats figs. Yes. Yeah, apparently. Who knew <laughs> until today? Who does that? Gosh. But, you know, that was something that I had to do. Now, I know people that have told me, like, hey, your tattoos are wrong. The fact that, because I've gotten all my tattoos since rededicating my life to Christ. Right. So I've had people say, your tattoos are wrong because none of you did all this knowing what the Bible says in Leviticus and it's about this and that. And there, and then I ask them questions. I was like, so I have a cross on my arm to remind me of the sacrifice that happened. Is that wrong? They're like, well, no. And I was like, okay, I have a Trinity. So I'm reminded of the community that's within Christ. Is that wrong? They're like, well, well, that's not a bad thing. And then on the back of my arm, I have a tree of life to represent coming from death to life. And and I ask them things like, well, is that wrong? Is it wrong that I have a reminder for my love of music and my passion for worship and things like that? And I think for certain things, it really comes to the intent that you have behind it. Right. And that's like, I mean, that's seen all over in scripture. In 1 Samuel, I believe it's 1 Samuel 15, it talks about... To heat is better than sacrifice and to obey is better than the fat of rams. And the, and then what that means is like the heart of your motives or the heart behind your motive, uh, gosh, your motives and your heart are more important than your actions in the sense of like you can sacrifice and you can, which is what they were called to do in the Old Testament. Like you can offer these sacrifices, but if your heart behind it isn't in obedience to the Lord and isn't as worship, you know, that's the Lord's not, that's not going to be acceptable. And in the same way, later on in that chapter or in the next chapter, first uh, Samuel 16, it talks about how man looks at the outward appearance and the Lord looks at the heart. Like the whole thing of legalism is the heart behind it. And if someone is going around, like with the example of tattoos, it would be legalistic for someone to say, oh, nobody should ever have any tattoos. And then it would also be legalistic for someone to say, everyone can and should have tattoos where, you know, that's, up to your conviction. If you want tattoos, that's great. And if you don't, that's fine too. It becomes down to the heart of it. Like Dave said earlier is when you're imposing your own convictions on a grayish area onto others. Um, and really that's not a spirit of love and grace that the Lord has given us. That's us taking on a spirit of condemnation. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who would just not look good with tattoos and I'm at the very Say, front I am too. <laughs> of that line because I am so pale. They call me the sour cream crusader. <laughs> and uh, I would just look, I feel like I would look goofy uh, with it. Um, oh, it looks so weird, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a great example. And then uh, while we were talking before this, Gabby, you had a good example too that's kind of the adverse of uh, kind of what Chase was talking about um, with alcohol that you had experienced. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of experienced legalism in the other aspect. I don't drink. Um, I have a bunch of health issues and alcohol just never really has appealed to me. Um, so I don't think it's wrong, but I just personally don't. And when I was in college, um, 
I had a friend who she did drink and she just thought it was terrible that I didn't. And it was almost this idea of you're being legalistic by not drinking and you need to drink because you can almost, and you're not living in the freedom that Christ has given you if you don't. And it was this idea of, I'm not imposing my view on you. Like, I don't care if you drink, but she was just very uncomfortable with the fact that I didn't and felt like, I don't know what there was, but it was legalism in the opposite effect of, I wasn't partaking in something that I could have. Um, and I was kind of getting legalism on the other end for abstaining. Yeah. And I think that's like such a great example of the text you even quoted in first Samuel 15 is what, what Samuel's trying to get across to us there is like, Hey, what the Israelites were doing was, Hey, let's just do go out and do whatever we want and we'll just make these sacrifices and then everything's good. Mm -hmm. And God's like, Hey, like, you know, that's a mechanism for you to refocus your heart and mind on me because this innocent animal has to die to take your transgression, you know? So they're, they're just totally missing the point. And I think maybe what that looks like for us is like, man, I'm just going to go out. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to say what I want when I want to say it to who I want to say it to. I'm going to listen, watch, intake, whatever it is that I want. I'm going to eat, drink, whatever it is that I want. And you know what? As long as I make it on Sunday and as long as I pay attention to what the pastor says, then I'm good. All right. I'm going to do yeah. me. You know what I mean? That's like that. What's the thing? Like you do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. You do you, you do you, except for when it hurts you and I others. Don't do you then? <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing too, that's kind of important is like, especially if we think about like something with drinking, um, like the example that like Gabby gave, like we cannot be the ones doing that or like pushing those kind of conviction and, and ideas on someone. Because one thing is you don't know how that person is struggling or how that person may be hurt, right? Like someone may that you know that's a Christian may not drink because they're come from a line of alcoholics in their family and they're like, I'm breaking that. And if you're like, dude, you just need to drink because it's fine and blah, 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 blah. You could be pushing them towards something that God has very thoroughly convicted them on, mm-hmm. right? Like you could be pushing them to do something that they have set in their mind or like, hey, you need to conform to this type of image because like like for me, like um, doing worship, I see like a lot of, and I've talked with people that have done a lot of like higher up worship stuff and it's almost like you have to in certain uh, churches, it's like you have to act and you have to be and you have to like look a certain way. Fit a certain mold. Yeah, you have to fit this mold, which again may put that person extre- in an extremely uncomfortable spot in a spot that they are not comfortable with where it's like, I don't want to do this. This isn't me. This isn't who I am. Yeah. And I think that can have like super bad um, results. I, th- I guess that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think it's just so important just to consider your situation that you're in. You know, uh, consider your surroundings, your circumstances. You know, Philippians chapter 2 says to consider the needs of others greater uh, than your own. And, uh, you know, that kind of just goes hand in hand with what we're already talking about with, you know, um, you got to look at uh, what, what your convictions and things like that are. And then I think also there's a time and a place in our life for these self-imposed restrictions, just like, you know, Chase was talking about with his own life, uh, that will help us get better in the long run. So you may yeah. be a little more quote unquote legalistic on your own life, uh, for a season in order to get better in the long run. Um, you yeah. may give certain things up, uh, for a little while, and that's okay. Like, there's probably seasons of life. In fact, I know that there are seasons of life 
where, you know, we are going to have to give up some things that we like and that we enjoy. We're going to have to give up some freedom uh, in order to advance the cause of Christ and in order to advance our own relationship um, with God. And one thing that, you know, that comes to mind is, you know, I talk to a, a lot of people um, who struggle with addiction to pornography and everything that comes along with that. And one thing I always bring up is, you know, you need to look at possibly getting rid of some smart devices for a while, get rid of, you know, a smartphone, iPad, like you need to really limit your, you know, computer usage and stuff like that. It at least change the way and the environment you're using the device. Yeah. And that's hard for a lot of people. And they're like, man, I just don't know if I can do that. And I'm like, you know, there's nothing wrong with having an iPhone. You know, you're not going to find anywhere from Genesis to Revelation where it says, thou shall not have an iPhone. Yeah. Um, but for a time, you know, you might need to get rid of that. You might need to self-impose a little bit of restrictions on yourself uh, for the greater good. And really, we're kind of going through this right now as a nation as well with social distancing, with everything yeah. being closed. Is You know, we are free to do this. We are free to shop wherever we want to shop and to, you know, if you want to stay all night long, you can. And if you want to go hang out in crowds of 100, you usually can. But right now, as kind of a community and a culture and a nation, we're saying, hey, we're not going to do these things right now because we have a greater uh, threat, a greater enemy uh, that is the coronavirus that we need to defeat. And I think that's something to remember too is you can have convictions and you can have self-imposed restrictions and that does not mean you're legalistic. Um, just because you have these boundaries that you feel convicted to lead by, it doesn't become legalism until you start imposing them on others or you start believing that those rules that you have set yourself is what attains your holiness. So I think there's an important caveat to say too, of like you can have, like Dave said with the smartphone, you know, like that's not legalistic to say, I need to get rid of this. And it's not legalistic. Like when Chase was saying, I need to not drink for a period, like that's self-control and that's following the spirit's lead. And it's important to recognize that in those seasons, like it's the Holy Spirit that is making us holier, not those self-imposed rules, but those self-imposed rules the Lord can use. So it's it's not legalistic to have convictions, but it's legalistic when you believe that that's attaining your holiness and you push them onto others. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, something that I think we all need to be on guard for is when we have kind of these like pietistic things start to creep into our heart, which like piety, if I can just give it like a layman's term definition, would just be like kind of thinking you're better than somebody because mm -hmm. you do certain things or you abstain from certain things. So one thing is just like, you know, if you're the type of person who, you know, you bring your paper Bible with you every single Sunday to church, we're just going to use this hypothetical example and you carry it in, you got it in the Bible carrying case that loops into your journal on the other side and it has like a highlighter pack and stuff on the other side and you walk into church on Sunday and you see the scrub over there with this iPhone 6 that's got a cracked screen and he's reading the version Bible and you just think to yourself like, you know, maybe just a little bit, just a very quiet whisper in your heart that you're like, you know, I'm doing a little bit better than that guy. I'm a little bit better of a person than that guy because look, I got my, you know, got my whole kit here every Sunday. And like, man, we have to be so on guard for that because guys, that small little whisper right there as you're just creating a tiny, tiny bit of territory in your heart that the enemy can work through. 
Um, and that, that thinking is, is completely counterintuitive to, man, all the righteousness that I have, everything that is good within me is the new life that Jesus has raised within me, and it comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, so we just we have to be on guard from watching for those little tiny things like that. Yeah, and as we kind of start to wrap up this podcast, uh, one thing I'll say for just as like a closing thought for myself is, you know, really kind of take take a moment to like sit back and analyze like what scripture says and think through your life and think, is what I adhere to a personal conviction or am I being legalistic with what I'm doing? I mean, it can be like, anything from alcohol tattoos which is me to uh like uh, gabby mentioned of modesty like how we dress how we act what what we feel about different types of worship music like so many of these little things can really play a huge factor in how we interact with other believers so really ask god to like reveal in your heart like what it is that he has given you what he has convicted you of specifically but then also ask for the wisdom of the word that he's given us so that way we can better minister to others. Yeah, Chase, I'm so glad you said that because that that really, all of this conversation we've had, what it all really hinges on is you knowing God through reading his word mm-hmm. and through mm-hmm. prayer and scripture and through having an active relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know how you're going to be able to work through and discern those gray areas like we've talked about in your life and in the communities that we live in um, when you don't have the the black and white areas down and when you're not in communication uh, with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, a daily basis. Yeah. I think for my closing thought in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus is speaking and he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. And that word yoke there means teachings. And so he's saying, take my teachings upon you. And his teachings are, are light and they're not meant to be burdensome. And they're not meant to be ones that are weighing us down with condemnation, but they're meant to be ones that are spent, like Chase said, um, by walking with the Lord and abiding with him and learning from his scripture what they are. And so if you feel as if the weight of what God has called you to do is too heavy and you feel constantly condemned and burdened, you might be living in legalism and not even recognizing that you're trusting more on your own power to attain your holiness. Um, and I'll end with a quote that I found really good from Felicia Masonheimer. And she says, when we live under condemnation, we naturally condemn others. But when you live under grace, we are quick to offer compassion. So I think that just bleeds out in like what we're doing in our own life. If we're being legalistic on ourselves and that's going to condemn or that's going to come out in a con a condemning, um, attitude towards others. But if we're really taking Jesus's yoke upon us and walking with him daily, then we're going to be quicker to offer grace and compassion to others because we recognize that's what the Lord has offered to us. Yeah, I love that passage so much because it's so counterintuitive to what we might mm-hmm. think of. Man, following Christ just means I have to impose all these rules yeah. and stuff on myself. And when I'm exhausted, the la- the thing I feel like I need the least is more rules. And what Jesus is offering is saying, hey, if you're tired, man, maybe what you don't need is a vacation, but you need better equipment mm-hmm. for the task. Uh, and just like you said, like when he means yoke, he means teachings. And when I say equipment, I mean teachings and what all that kind of boils down to is, man, Jesus is just offering a better way. Mm -hmm. 
for us to do life. Uh, and maybe that's going to work out way better than any seven day spa trip is going to, but Hey, I've loved talking about this with you guys. LYA, we love you guys so much. And uh, we cannot wait to be back together with you guys face-to-face whenever that Mm -hmm. time is. We cannot wait to be back in our groups and in our worship gatherings. But until then, uh, we love you guys. We're praying for you guys. Send those suggestions our way. And we are out. Thanks for listening to the LYA podcast. Liberty Young Adults is a ministry of Liberty Live Church in Hampton Roads, Virginia. For more information, check out at LibertyLYA on Instagram, LibertyLive.Church, or check out our Tuesday night feed, The Voyage Podcast. Have a great week.